When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 489, believe it or not, of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles. Joined today by the funky one, Ben Askren, coming at us from Wisconsin in the chicken coop, we'll call it, for the time being. How's it going, Ben? <laughs> well, it's 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 raining here in Wisconsin, so I'm not going to go outside and get any vitamin D today, which is unfortunate. I've been going outside and working on my disc golf course and you know playing. I actually made this kids course, which makes my daughter want to play with me a lot more, so it's, it's kind of fantastic. Um yeah, everything's good here. Good Besides job there. We training. had some crazy thunderstorms this morning. It was hmm. wild. They were there was the warnings were absolutely horrific. Like stay indoors, hail. It, one of them. Are said, you sure it wasn't Corona? No, it was it was uh, it was related to this storm. They're like, if you're outside, you will be injured. But it, like, it was only raining, so none of that. That was that was fake news. But it was a you crazy thunder and lightning situation. <laughs> you get wild storms funny. here in Texas. Um. Speaking of storms, classic segue. Nice. I don't know what there is. There a storm at the Hawkeye Wrestling Club? I don't know what's what exactly is going on. I feel like the more we hear, the less we know. Kind of situation. I think yeah. the a point to start is with a timeline of sorts, and then we can kind of work backwards from there, right? So a couple weeks ago, the um, rumor mill picks up. Perry's going to go. Gilman may go with him, but Gilman may may leave the Hawkeye Wrestling Club. Gilman's news uh, is announced first, headed to Nittany Lion Wrestling Club. So he goes. All the while, we all know Mark Perry is going to go to Arizona State. And during that time, rumors swirl, hey, is, uh, the, is the Hawkeye Wrestling Club no longer funding women? So that begins to be distributed around the internet. Um... And t- Terry Brands comes on the show with Bader and says, this is not true. It's totally untrue, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Tom Brands does an interview with Andy Hamilton saying funding is unlimited. We are not uh, defunding. It's a time of 
reevaluation for the women of the Hawkeye Wrestling Club. Okay. All the while, screenshots from from one of the the fathers. Which, if you <laughs> you gotta be careful because some of these rumored distributors. We know who they are. They're just screenshotting you and putting your stuff out there all over the internet. So be careful what you send because uh, it's not always going to remain between those two people. So about how they were told in July that they were no longer going to be – their last checks were coming in July and that was that. So nothing really happens for a little bit there. And then Allie Reagan goes on the Women Wrestle 2 podcast and says basically we're all on a Zoom call. It was the, the four ladies of, of the Hawkeye Wrestling Club, which is Forrest Molinari, Allie Reagan, Kayla Miracle, and M- Michaela Beck. Mm-hmm. And they're told – what and, and Allie basically – this is Allie's side that they were told their last check was coming in July and then, you know, basically that they were out of the program. Okay, so I hear that. I say, all right, I don't know what exactly is happening here. That's kind of counter to what I've heard. I reach out to Coach Brands and say, hey, what would you be interesting, interested in having uh, coming on the show and, and discussing this? Calls me back and basically says, hey, I'm going to send you a text. It's going to clarify everything, and – That'll be that. So that was it. I got the message. I'll read it to you right now. The HWC women made the decision to leave Iowa City, and we support their decision. If they decide to return to Iowa City and train in the HWC, we will support that decision also. Okay. Then, then, so it's like, all right, they support them. But the question, there is a, the question after that is, Okay, to which degree are they supported, right? Are they still financially supported, et cetera? And my, my, my understanding, based on the conversation I had, but not what was sent to me, was that the, it was a time, a period of self-evaluation, reevaluation. Do you want to be in the program, et cetera, et cetera? And basically, there's other women in the program, or they were at Hawkeye Wrestling Club, they're basically saying, as recently as, as yesterday, I still feel welcome at the program, and our funding has not been cut, So, which corroborates basically what Coach Brands has said. So it's a lot it's, – it's, and this is why this stuff is not fun because it's totally – it's a literal he said, she said situation. Literal. Right? Literal, actual. He said this. He, Tom Brands, said this. She said Allie Reagan said this. Anonymous – which I don't know why you're anonymous. There's only four of you, and you know it's not Allie. But says this, right? Okay, they're that I feel supported. I'm fun. I am. They did not cut my funding, and I feel welcome to be at the Hawkeye Wrestling Club. Okay, so you're kind of all over the place a little bit. I I, and just like taking a completely no inside information perspective, the the women of the Hawkeye Wrestling Club were widely regarded and, and uh, trumpeted by the by the by Tom Brands and Terry Brands and what an example they are and how happy they are to have them uh, around the program and et cetera, et cetera, and all the good that comes from that. And plus, they're all really, really good. They're highly successful. They're world teamers, world medalists. So um, it, it just from an optics standpoint, it doesn't make sense that they would decide, all right, we've got this really successful program that everyone 
seems to like having around, and then poof, you know what? We're no more interested in women. That doesn't even make sense to me that that would happen. But you know, a- Ali Reagan is saying this is this is the case. This is so. And I was told I, you know, I'm not no longer welcome here, and my my funding was cut, and last checks through July. And then Thomas Gilman chimes in off the top rope with a tweet. <laughs> That says, I support and back at Allie Reagan, at Lizzo, Truth Hurts, which... Your girl. The, wor- the worst thing that that's could come of this girl, is us talk about, talk about Lizzo some more. So that, that, um, that's, good. that's a good song, though. I like that song. I like. I love this song. What a talented <laughs> tell me musician. Tell me you don't jam out a little bit. <laughs> it's, it's not bad. It is not bad at all. So, <laughs> Ben Askren, <laughs> help me out here. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna cut a mean promo, and I'm gonna make some people mad. Oh gosh, oh gosh. Well, you know, here's what it comes down to, Christian. I was thinking about this situation, and you know what? I'm I'm gonna hurt some feelings right now, and it's not just gonna be the Hawkeye Wrestling Club girls. This is gonna be all RTC wrestlers all across the whole United States. Um, and I love all you guys, but I'm gonna hurt some feelings. I'm gonna tell you some truth right now. All the way back in 2007 and eight, when I was a competitive wrestler. I was getting my check. We didn't have RTCs at that point, but Tiger Style Wrestling Club was paying me a check. And at the end of the day, what it was, I wasn't having any real economic impact. It was charity. Coach Smith asked some people to donate their money so that I could stick around and train for the 2000 Olympics. I was grateful for that opportunity. I'm still grateful that that happened. But at the end of the day, one of the reasons, and I talk about this a little bit, but I don't, I don't go really into depth. You know, I said I went to MMA because I wanted to make a real living, but another part of that was, I felt awkward taking charity because at the end of the day, that's what it is. It's not like I'm part of a business, which is generating revenue to pay my salary. No coach Smith is out there going and saying, Hey, would you be willing to support tiger style wrestling club? So Ben could train. I didn't like that. And so listen, I Hawkeye wrestling club in, in this specific instance, but it happens everywhere. Hawkeye wrestling club chose to support four women. Okay. Now, I don't know what happened. I don't know because, you know, there's a whole bunch of sources on both sides saying a lot of things. I don't know. But at the end of the day, there was not a contract. There is no obligation to continue support. And so they should be grateful for the support that they've been given. And this is not not just them. This is all RTC athletes, in my opinion, should be grateful for the support that they are given because they are not driving real economic activity and understand that that's what it is. It's charity. And that was why one of the reasons I left wrestling. So um, I know that's going to piss a whole lot of people off, but at the end of the day, that's the truth. Deal with it. I actually don't – I don't know um, how it can be refuted in a lot of ways, right? Because a lot, a lot of people don't like admitting that, that that is the truth, Christian. That's the truth, and they don't want to admit that. Even a lot of the greatest wrestlers in America, which, listen, I've tried and failed. I will tell you, I tried and failed twice to start professional wrestling leagues. Why? I tried to start them and failed because I wanted – Wrestlers do have real viable economic opportunity to uh, to fund themselves. And mo- both times, most senior level wrestlers push back because they don't understand. They don't really produce anything. They don't realize that they're getting paid by charity. And they didn't have a desire to start something that could be produced. And that was yeah. why I got pissed off when they didn't want to be a part of it. And so, yeah, they're, they're going to be mad because the truth hurts. But the RTC money, guys, that's charity. You're, you're not producing economic activity. I'm sorry. And so in the case of the four Hawkeye women or in the case of other people, hey, listen, you should be grateful for what you got. 
and what it allowed you to do, pursue a dream, and that's it. And you shouldn't be ungrateful that the support is not continuing. And I don't even know that that's the case in this situation. Maybe, may not be. I'm grateful that Coach Smith went and raised money so I could stick around Missouri and train for the Olympics. But I realized it was charity, and I didn't like it, and that was one of the reasons I made the move because there was, there was not a way for me to, at, in 2008, to actually train for wrestling and get paid to train for wrestling. Not do camps, not coach the college team, but get paid to do wrestling. All right, there it is. Um, <laughs> I don't. I actually, I I don't think a lot of that is is very disputable. So I don't have anything okay. to add. <laughs> Next topic. Next topic. topic. I mean, I I guess I don't know what else there is to say about it. You know, I, I think there there could be more clarity given on both sides here. I I don't feel yeah. like the, it's a clarified situation. I feel like I feel. I think Coach Brands is doing himself a disservice by not putting out a more clear answer. And this, this, but this is kind of what they do in a lot of situations. Is they kind of release these really gray statements. So they, I, they, I don't know if they think they're sneaky or I, I don't really know what they think. I haven't talked that in depth with them, but they put these statements out that are, 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 are I don't know if they're, so I don't know if it's purposely vague or that's just a, a failure to clearly communicate what's happening. But yeah, I think they, they could do themselves a service because you have all these jabronis around the uh, America talking trash when they, they probably don't know the real and 100% truth either. And so I feel like he's doing himself a disservice by not clarifying what the situation is. Yeah, and, and then the timing of the announcement of Hawkeye Wrestling Club additions all around this storm, you know, that they're adding Paul Glenn and Jeremiah Moody and Pat Lugo kind of just. Which, what's that? <laughs> what's that all about? <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. So that that adds further. It just creates additional uh, drama that is unnecessary. Yeah. Not that adding adding guys that that you want around your program is dramatic or bad, but given the climate and what's happening and the discussion around the Hawkeye Wrestling Club, that you've got Ali just went on that thing and said they're defunding women and you're saying they're not, but then you, you sign, let's call, I mean, Paul Glenn is a room guy. He, he has no, he has no, he, the Hawkeye wrestling club is to create world Olympic champions. And you're adding a guy that well, is. So that's, I, I don't know. I, I would push back that on that, on that also Christian, because other programs have done a similar thing. Um, no, I'm I mean, not saying it's, a, it's original to the Hawkeye wrestling club. Yeah. 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 But I'm saying that again, uh, these coaches go out and fundraise, and I would say that they should be allowed to spend their funds however they please. If they want to get it, what are you mad at that? Well, that's not what I'm. I mean, that's not my what I'm saying. Who who would refute that? That well, they should no, do but that. you just said you literally just said the you said the purpose of the Hawkeye Wrestling Club is to produce world and Olympic champions. Well, that's their mission statement, not mine. I didn't give okay, them. Okay, well, I didn't give them their mission statement. <laughs> Damn it! Okay, you got me on that one. Yeah. Um, but okay, so from my perspective, in RTC wants to keep a few guys around that they think is going to help out in whatever capacity it's going to help their program out in. I, I'm fine with that. I mean, I don't know, you know, if I was, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm kind of fine with that. Okay. Um, yeah. Has Lugo ever the Hawkeye wrestling, Christ- uh, Christ- wrestling Club plays a vital role in providing the best coaching, training, and resources to our members to provide the best opportunity for them to become world and Olympic champions. That's from, okay. straight from the Hawkeye Wrestling Club site. Fair enough. Um, 
is Lulu ever wrestled freestyle? I, I can't remember. Yeah, that. he he made a uh, he made a Fargo final before he lost to Freddie Stroker. He's wrestled at juniors, He's been I believe. At universities. Yeah, wrestled at universities. Uh Hasn't made a team, but he's he's solid. Is that he texts uh, Kalazic in freestyle? I want to say. Yeah. Really? Yeah, he's pretty good. Okay. He's All pretty right. good at freestyle. I, but you know, nice. as, uh, of the three, hey. he certainly has the best shot at well, making Jer- a run. But. Jeremiah Moody did beat Makai Lewis one time, right? That did happen. Factually correct. <laughs> that was what Makai Lewis's first uh, freestyle tournament ever. Actually. Yes. His, his third one, he would win Junior Worlds is pretty amazing so uh yeah it feels oh. like we're getting like not full truth from each side yeah uh, and little, little christian I can i like put out an invitation just for someone to clarify this can yeah someone come out and clarify for us we'll give you a call well you don't gotta be scared we'll give you a vmix call in right now <laughs> yeah we'll get it caleb caleb's on standby waiting to give out a number yeah they yeah absolutely Kyle Dake might pop on. You never even know. <laughs> oh my gosh, that'd be fine. I would welcome. I would welcome Kyle Dake uh, or anyone. So I don't know. Not not ideal stuff. Not the not the fun drama um, that we really like. But it's, it's worth discussing since Allie put her side out and whatever. We can move on. Yeah, let's move on. You seem oh. to, you seem kind of sad sad about her or depressed or why would you I don't be have the usual. Christian piles energy. Well, because, um, you know, the way these things go, you just end up getting yelled at no matter what you do. So, <laughs> um, you know, I'm, tr- I'm yeah. trying to be as diplomatic and fair as I can be, but also, you know, tell telling the truth. So, yes. oh, we have our best of the best of the century now. Is that is it time? Yeah. Best of the century it's of all time. Best of the century of the t- last 10 years. Right. Of all time. Um. <laughs> so you guys remember when Bo Nickel pinned Logan Steber? <laughs> that was that was that, that unthinkable. Cradled him up. Um. Okay. So top side, uh, tails thirteen, Kyle Dick, tails nineteen, Spencer Lee. Uh. Okay. Well, I think this with is a bang. easy. Starting with the bangs, Kyle Douglas Dake. Yeah, I, th- I think if it was 2020 Spencer Lee, we might I-, I would be more fascinated to see that match. But 2019 Spencer Lee, you know, so obviously for all you listeners who haven't been paying attention, 2020 is excluded as 2010 through 2019. 2019 Spencer Lee lost two, three people. David Taylor tried three times to beat Kyle Dake. He could not do it. Spencer Lee is not beating Kyle Dake. No, and you know what's – how many – Freshman sophomore seasons are, are factored into this bracket. I think only, Probably. maybe only Spencer. Um, no, maybe there's someone else who chose. Year, maybe, Nolf, I think year. we chose not. Yeah, no sophomore year, maybe. So it's very rare that someone would be considered for for yes. a freshman sophomore season. So yeah, that's kind of the thing with with Spencer. His next decade, in ten years from now, when we're doing this again, Ben. Um, who knows yeah. what we'll be doing, really? But we'll just say we'll <laughs> be doing this, hopefully. Um, well, listen, been... if we go our separate ways in the next decade, Christian, me, you, and Bracky, we can resume, right? Communications in April 2030, and we <laughs> okay. can do this tournament again. Is All right. Fair? All right. No matter what happens. No matter what. Right. <laughs> we just made a pact. <laughs> we made a pact, a blood <laughs> oath, practically, over the internet that we will do this again. But right now, it is uh, it is uh, Kyle uh, Kyle Dake. He is the winner. 
Uh, someone said it was J.O. sophomore year. J.O. sophomore. That's a good point. Mm. Yep. So, like, three I, of the I 16. Tried, I tried picking J.O. senior year, but Christian overruled me. He was a bully. <laughs> I cyberbullied Ben Askren. All right. Um, what, now, the winner, Kyle Dake will get the winner of whom? He will get the winner of, um, I think, David Taylor Zane. Okay. So let's do that one Let next. Let me confirm that real quick. Uh, yeah. You guys start talking about David Taylor Zane. David Taylor versus Zane <laughs> Rutherford. This is this is insane. Yeah. Uh, this is it. I feel – so this is funny. Uh, is Man, uh, Zane's got both Penn State guys because he wrestled Ed yesterday, and I picked Ed yesterday. You know, one of the interesting things is, is Zane loves the leg ride, and you cannot leg ride David Taylor. It is literally impossible. It is not impossible. Kyle, Kyle leg ride, did leg it. ride, short no, legs, not for for only a very small period of time, not like a long period of time. Um, and so I don't think he's gonna be able to ride him. He wasn't and a I, legger as much. He was a, a a big leg rider his freshman year, but he kind of he morphed after that to. He's doing a lot of like bow and arrow and hammer lock and kind of like tilt stuff. I yeah, I feel like he kind of strayed away from the leg ride a little bit. He did. I mean, he did a little bit of everything. I I feel like. I mean, a lot of those matches. You know, I would say he was piss pounding so much, so many people. He was just looking to, right? It was All just right. gonna. It was how, how could I end that. this thing? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's kind of a fair description of what Zane did to people. That's it's fair. I think, I think David Taylor is better on his feet, and I'm going to pick David Taylor for Zane Rutherford. Uh, uh, this is a this is a very difficult one. Two, two time Hodge winners, right? Yes, we should get Kale to pick this this winner. <laughs> he could never. Who do you think? Who do you so, think you'd pick? So one one thing, David Taylor. Oh, no. <laughs> you think? Yeah. Oh. He's playing favorite. That's his favorite child. <laughs> Perhaps. Um, t- so one thing that's tricky for me and something that I've used, I use this as a point for picking guys because these guys are often so dominant among their fields. You need to look outside at other things to see like, mm. well, how good were they really? Okay. Yeah. And you guys didn't like it when I did this with Burroughs for whatever reason, but Zane made a world team after his junior year, okay? That is something. After 2016, he made the national team, the Olympic team. He got third at the trials. Yeah. So mm-hmm. David Taylor was not doing that during uh, his well, – Like, well, what? The twenty the 2014 year, which is the year he's in, where he graduates, that series with him, him and David Taylor – I'm sorry, David Burroughs. Taylor and Jordan Burroughs was – I mean, he was close, very, very, very close to world-class level. I mean, he was almost, you know, he had that three-point lead with 40 seconds left against Jordan, right? And yep. he blew it. And then, But then even the matches after that were really, really super competitive. And I believe yeah. that one of their matches in 2013 was close, wasn't it, or no? Uh, it was not relatively competitive. When Well, they okay. only wrestled once in 2013, It was, I believe, and it was the, the Open. The Open. Yeah. And then the next year at the Open is when the crazy no, – cra- we looked at this. It was close. It was like I think it was close. I know, but it yeah. – yeah, yeah, I don't think it was super close. I mean, if Jordan didn't get a takedown <laughs> in one period, like, yeah. that's close. Yeah. yeah. I think it was pretty close. All right, you know what? 
So oh, oh, oh. If, if David Taylor, think about it like this, like, okay, is it, yes, Zane Rutherford made the team at 65 kilograms, and but if he had a Jordan Burroughs type person in his bracket, he probably wouldn't have, right? He he beat out Molinaro, yeah. who was good, but you know, not a world medalist, and he beat I forget who else who all else Zane had to beat on his way to making the team. Well, that was the year J.O. got popped also when he lost to him in that weird scenario, if you recall. So, yeah. and I know this is a lot of freestyle talk, but I, I think it, it matters when they're both, they both smashed sure. everyone they wrestled these years. Okay. So you have to look to, at something else, but yes, I will say David Taylor. I'm going David Taylor too. So did Twitter. Are we doing this again? Oh my gosh! Are we? <laughs> Come on, guys. Well, it's actually not again. We didn't. We didn't do it. Um, we did not yeah. do it in the uh, previous one because Burroughs beat Taylor. Right. Do you see what we just did to ourselves? We just made Kyle Dakin and David Taylor wrestle again. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, It'd be a shame if something on. happened on that that bracket tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> You're just gonna do it. You're, You're gonna do that? threats. You're taking threats. <laughs> Wild Dake will come on the show and yeah. he will say, "No, Christian, I am stealing your landmine. You are not gonna do this." He, I would. He's gonna say, "I've literally landmined this person before when my, I pinned him in the Olympic trials." My hands are tied here, Kyle, and I haven't done anything. I'm oh, just I saying. I'm just describing the scenarios in which things could go differently. Okay. All right. Let's go to the bottom oh. side. <laughs> Christian, really? Are you really going to do that? I didn't say I, I'm not, I haven't done anything. I've done oh no such goodness. thing. Okay. We've right, 2011 uh, Jordan Burroughs versus 2017 yes. Jaden Cox. 2017 Jaden Michael Tabori Cox versus Jordan Ernest Burroughs. Okay. 2011, 2011 Jordan Burroughs. 2011. Hmm. This, is, this to me is not like, not a thing. Jordan Burroughs beat way better guys this year in college. He beat Andrew Howe, peak Andrew Howe, before hamstring injury, Andrew Howe. Yeah. Uh, and then he went on to do win the world championship. Jaden Cox had some close matches. He was obviously – he's an all-timer, a three-time NCAA champion. He, I do not believe he was as dominant. This was JB's Hodge year. Uh, Jaden Cox did not win the Hodge this year. He did already have a bronze medal, though, in the Olympics. He did have that. Uh, coming into it, that is, that is undeniable. And but Jordan would go on to win worlds at uh, seventy-four kilograms. I think but this I, one's interesting. To me, this was interesting, Christian, because you know Jaden didn't get taken down at the Olympics in twenty sixteen. If you remember, he lost that really stupid one-to-one match where you know he thought he was winning, and um, you know he he made that mistake. Oh uh, and you know. Jordan in 2011 was blowing through dudes, but have you ever really seen Jaden get blown through? Uh, because I don't ever recall. I mean, I've watched him since he's a kid, essentially, and I don't think I ever recall that happening. Um, so uh, you know, it makes it interesting to me because how is Jordan actually going to take him down? Well, now, I'm going to pick Jordan. How many times but... have you seen Kyle Dake blown through? Well, Basically. never. But I pick I pick Kyle Dake. But but Jordan Burroughs has blown through Kyle Dake. Really? Are you sure? What do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> of course he has. Okay, you're. You don't yeah, think he's double right. egged Kyle Dake? He has. Yeah, you're right. So okay. you're taking Burroughs? I am taking Burroughs. I was going to take Burroughs before that, but yeah, I'm still taking Burroughs. Okay. Kyle? Yeah, I'm taking Burroughs. Um, 
But I thought Jane Cox was untakedownable. That's what you guys said yesterday. He's not untakedownable. Colin Moore. We we went, hold on. That, no, that, you said it, and then I brought up the yeah, Colin you Moore did, thing. Yeah, yeah, you okay. did say it. You did say it, Christian. I uh, but the point was, I don't think he, Zane would take him down. Or who was it? It who was, was Jason Nolf. Jason Nolf. I don't think Jason Nolf. Jason Nolf would take him down. Um, who was a freak and an alien in his own right? Okay. Hey, listen. Also, I went back and I said, yeah, the Colin Moore thing happened. That happened. He's he is takedownable, obviously. But anyways, he moves on, and now his day is done. And Jordan Burroughs, Jordan Burroughs, all right, J- Jordan Burroughs is a slightly more pro- prolific leg attacker than than Jason Nolf. But I digress because it's over now. JB, I mean, are we really gonna do this again, where we have Kyle Dane versus Jordan Burroughs in the finals? Oh, oh my listen, god! Wait, is that listen. what we're doing? Oh, <laughs> I mean, when I was god. putting these out this morning, I was like, this is what's gonna happen. Because Kyle yeah. Dane's going to beat David Taylor, Jordan Burroughs is going to be Bo Nickel, and then we're going back to where we all started. <laughs> I love it. If Hold on. And then we have to have oh, him on God. again. And we have to have oh, him on again. I didn't even realize that. <laughs> well, you know it hasn't what's happened so crazy, yet. crazy, Christian? The, the finals aren't set. Our, our first three semifinalists are all 165-pounders. Yeah. Oh, wow. That, that's crazy. That is, which I guess it makes sense. They're all they've all been world champions at least one time. I mean, so you know, it's not like saying we're biased towards any certain weight class. They they are the best of the best, and they just also happen to wrestle the same weight class while in college. Yes, sixty five has been insane. Okay, last one: Bo Nickel versus Nick Wisdowski. Um, I Bo Bo yeah, I might yeah. it quiz quiz quiz. <laughs> Quiz Burrow semi. <laughs> uh, no, Bo versus yeah. JB. I got Bo, Bo senior. Yeah. Oh, this isn't Bo senior. You, 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 you screwed me Bo twice. Oh, so. You said I got Bo. Well, no, that's not what I meant. Okay. I meant. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna go a Bo Nickel, uh, because I just think yeah, he he just his his senior year was so much more dominant than Nick Wisdowski's junior year, um, so I'm picking Bo. Got it. All right. So the semis are set. Burroughs, Nickel, Dake, Taylor. So how about Nickel did not win the best of the best of the decade for his weight class. This is why, you know, you can you cannot have a great conference tournament. You know, Bo Nickel didn't win conferences one of his years. He won the NCAAs. It'd be like that sometimes. So <laughs> um, that's why you just got to stay ready and peak when it matters most, which is – when it's the best of the best of the decade. All right, so semis are set there. Do we? Um, we have time to do 2019 this uh, on yeah. this. On yes, this episode. we do. Caleb, do you still yeah. have that handy? I sent it uh, yesterday. You may have to scroll. Look at him. Caleb was all over it. Okay, all so over. the 2019 NC2A wrestling tournament um, won by the Penn State. Nittany Lions. I'm trying to pull it up here for myself, for my own good. Um, where was this at, Kyle? I already forgot. This was in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh was great, actually. Pittsburgh. Yeah, I, lo- I love Pittsburgh. All right, get it going, Ben. You can get it started if you what want. What way do you want to start, well, Ben? You know what? I was actually going to ask you guys before this is, how long do you think we have to wait to have um, an NCAA championships in a football stadium? Because I was really excited for that. I know they need man. They need to let Minnesota do it again. I know yeah. that's like impossible, but 
They should give them the okay. So the bids are whatever for the next two, three years, two, maybe. I think only two years. I think it's St. Louis and then Detroit. I yeah, believe, and that's it. I don't it. think they have any set past that. Okay, NCAA. I'm making my official ruling. They have to go. <laughs> they have to go to Minnesota after Detroit. Okay, I'm sorry. I know there's a lot of we looked at all the bids very carefully, but it's just about fairness. So, yeah. what weight are we going to start at? Uh, Benjamin. I'm, I'm looking through right now. Um, I think we should end with 165. I think the the probably the most fun weight to discuss. Oh man, it was it was the most fun weight. Okay, which means we're gonna start with 174. This was the a weight won by Zahid Valencia. This is when he went guitar guitar smash after beating Mark Hall, who strummed the guitar in Rec Hall after he beat. Zahid Valencia, lots of these are the most musical seventy-four pounders maybe of all time. <laughs> this league, uh, this league. So, but before we got there, some interesting tidbits. This was another one that went mostly chalk, although uh, Harvey of Army did beat um, David McFadden of Virginia mm-hmm. Tech in round two. McFadden would would uh, gut it out and end up placing. He he beat. Do you guys realize this? David McFadden beat Taylor Lujan twenty to nine in the round of twelve. No, I did not. Did not realize twenty to nine. I had WTF. no. I had no idea that happened. I don't. I have no idea how that happened. I really want to watch that match now. Maybe like, we have it. <laughs> maybe we uploaded that to our website because that is what fre- freaking crazy. Something that sticks out to me, Christian, is that Mark Hall. You know, obviously we've looked through all the old NCAA championships, but his first couple of years he's got way more bonus, and this year. He barely, you know, he beats Devin Kane 10, 10 to 2, which is the closest bonus point win you can get. And Devin Kane is the tw- 33 seed. And then he gets decision over Womack, decision over Luhan, and overtime tiebreaker over, you know, Miles and Means. So it, there's almost some regression from Mark Hall where, you know, he was bonusing and scoring a whole lot of points earlier in his career. And now, you know, he, he has three decisions and one eight point major. Yeah, not not the most dominant run for for Mark on the way to the second place finish. Interesting, you mentioned Devin Kane, the thirty three seed. This dude made the round of twelve. Mm-hmm. I yeah, can't, that was wild. I can't remember if he was like someone that wasn't even supposed to be in the tournament. But he was nineteen and fifteen. I'm come, pretty sure he was like the first alternate. Something happened. Something happened. Yeah. He was the first alternate made the round of twelve. He cashed Wilkie did. Now, so he <laughs> goes. He had a pigtail, by the way, because that's the way it worked. He won that by fall over Kovach of Indiana. Then he beat Neil mm-hmm. Richards of VMI. Then he beat Christensen of Wisconsin. Then he beat Jacoby Smith, five two. And That's this was crazy. Uh, Oklahoma State had a pretty. I don't know if their whole tournament was rough, but they had a couple. G went zero and two. Jacoby mm-hmm. Smith DNP'd. Yeah. Joe Smith DNP'd. After remember they had that whole little weight shuffle thing that yep. didn't. Wind up. That was so so dumb. I'll say it. It was dumb. Yeah, I didn't understand sh- shaking it up like that. Um, but yeah, Devin Kane, the thirty three seed, makes the round of twelve before falling six zero to to Jordan Cutler. I have no recollection of this twenty to nine McFadden win over Luhan Skatska, eleven two over Harvey, and then it was Labriola who won three three in tiebreaker two over Lighty of Purdue. So very talented podium there, but it was. Hall, I believe, had the first takedown in this match. 
if I'm remembering yeah. correctly, over Zahid. This was the one where Zahid was the three seed. Remember, he lost kind of bad at Rec Hall, and then he lost yep. uh, by pinfall to Daniel Lewis, who cradled him at Arizona. I want to say that was at Arizona State. At, at Arizona, yep. Uh huh. So then you're like, okay, Zahid, and then. We watched uh, the match against Daniel Lewis, and we knew we, we really messed up big time there when he majored him 11-3, to majored yes. Daniel Lewis 11-3. We were like, okay, he's, he's going to win. But then Mark, I believe, got the first takedown, but it was Zahid that ultimately got the, a later takedown and ride out. I could be completely mis- misremembering that, but I seem to remember it was I, a I takedown of peace. It was a controversial takedown. It, yeah, it was a close call for Zahid's takedown for sure. It was kind of a weird, weird scenario the way the way it all worked. But then he gets up, guitar smash. Because after Mark beat him at Rec Hall, he did a strum there, and uh, that was all she wrote, and ended the Mark Hall Zahid rivalry in folk style, because Zahid yeah. would end up going up. But then they would wrestle well, a little I, bit later. Let me ask you this, trials. Christian: the wrestling story has there ever been? And so they almost wrestled four times in a row, right? Has there ever been any other wrestlers that wrestled three times in a row in an NCAA tournament? Because they wrestled, obviously, freshman year, semifinals, sophomore, junior, both in the finals. Has there ever been anything else like that? How many times, how many different seasons did Hendricks and Perry wrestle at NCAAs? Well, not many because they were, I mean, less than three because uh, they were a great apart, and then one year Mark Perry was up a weight class. So okay. at, at most two years. But he was so, but the 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 match count between those two was so staggering. Yeah, it was like well, because they they used to do national duels, so that was an added match, and those two teams always duel, so that's a match. So that's at least two right there, right? Yeah, I thought it was like in the double digits, and Mark didn't redshirt, so I don't know if that affected. If, wait, maybe really? I'm just, no, I'm missing. No, he no, redshirted. He redshirted. He graduated, yeah, he redshirted. Yeah. Misremembered. Okay. No, I don't know. The, the track record. I mean, imagine if it had been four years, but I. it's pretty rare that they would wrestle three years. I bet that, that group at 74, the Storley, Evans, Brown, mm, yeah. Kokesh, even though Kokesh spent some time at 65, so maybe not him. Maybe Storley, Evans, something like that. I don't know. But, yeah, there probably doesn't happen much. And it's yeah. even crazier because of the points when they were wrestling. They were wrestling in the semis and the finals, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that was 74. Next weight class would be 184. Hold on, surprise. Man, biggest surprise. A weight won is... by Drew Foster just did not – just didn't even entertain the possibility of anyone but Miles Martin winning this. Miles Martin was – Going to be a Hodge finalist. He was going to win this weight. He had destroyed everyone he'd wrestled, including Max Dean, who he had majored this year. And the match is kind of materializing, and it's happening. And, and Martin's up late. And you're like, okay, fine. But you're not really – remember, this is a semi-round. It's the best and craziest round in all of wrestling as a sport. Yeah, because you have the semis ever. going on. And then you've got round of 12. So it is just six mats of insanity. So you kind of are like, you're prioritizing where your focus is. And so you're not really ever going to focus that hard on that match, right? Because you're like, okay, he's up. 
you're not that interested in it to begin with. No one's no one is circling Miles Martin versus Max Dean coming into this round, right? It's just not uh, not a priority. Yes. No, so, it, wasn't, it wasn't on anyone's radar. No. So you're probably watching. We're focused on round of 12 matches. I, I know I was because we're just sitting there on press row. And then it's one-point match. And then Max gets in on a single. And it's it's me. I, th- I think me, Bracky, and I know Willie. Mm-hmm. And Willie just, like, bumps me. He's like, so this is happening. And then it's just Max on a single <laughs> leg. And we're like, so we just, like, stop. And we're just watching and watching. And it's just this slow methodical finish and he gets the takedown yes. and beats miles martin he couldn't I, I think miles couldn't get away or couldn't get away in the takedown or whatever however it happened and then there it is max dean into the finals over miles martin the prohibitive favorite who had gone pin major over hazel major over ryan price not an easily majored guy and then loses to max dean on the other side Chip Ness. Chip. Chip. <laughs> I told, guys, I totally blew my story last time. I just realized this. So I pulled back up the 2018 brackets where I thought Chip Ness did the ripper. And I realized it wasn't 2018, it was 2019. But, I mean, Chip Ness is essentially on the exact same spot in the bracket. He is also, he's one, one time he's unseated, one time he's 15 seated. So very, very low seated. What is the chance that happens twice in a row? He came so in him like a spider monkey. He threw Shakur Rashid's war medals off the bridge. Chip, Chip, Chip went Ripper two years in a row. What's Ripper mean? I don't know. They were, talking, they were talking crazy. They said Chip's doing the Ripper. I thought it was hilarious. I don't know what it meant. <laughs> okay. So, uh, Chip, he went, he beat Tate Samuelson. Then he beat the two-seed Shakur Rashid. Now, if you remember... Oh my gosh. Shakur had not wrestled much at all that year. Yeah, and then Chip called him out for that after after the match. He did. Wow. Yeah. And, and then we, this Sammy was a two Colbert. seed. We're all like, uh, what? I don't understand. He missed a bunch. He he forfeited the Big Ten finals, but he did beat Taylor Venz at the Big Tens that year. So it's not that he hadn't beaten guys, but it was just still surprising. And then, of course, he had a knee injury. He had an ACL tear which definitely prohibits your wrestling ability. So he ends up not placing out of the two seed. Chip wins that one. Then he beats Colbray in sudden victory to make the semis and then loses a close one to Drew Foster, who definitely a surprise finalist and then would be, go on to be a, a surprise champion. And Foster and Dean had gone back and forth for, for years. They'd been wrestling. They'd wrestled yeah. back to their freshman years. So – Foster ends up uh, ends up a, a national champion for Doug Schwab and you and I, and that gets the first title for uh, Coach Schwab. And amazing, amazing story for Drew Foster, who was between going to you and I and I, th- I think a D uh, a D three school maybe. He was like, you know, mm-hmm. am I do I want to wrestle D one or not? And uh, Randy Pugh, the assistant at you and I, was the one that kind of like built that relationship and got him to, to come on. And, you know, now he's, now he's a national champion. And um, a couple boom, things. Boom, so miles Martin had beat Max Dean 13 to six and 17 to seven this year. Yes. Um, and that go ahead, Kyle. No, that's all I was going to say. Oh, that, that foster Dean match. I did. They rest. Where did they wrestle that year previously? I'm trying to, I, I remember watching the match and it was totally awesome. They had wrestled. It might've been, 
in West Gym. It was a really good match. Yeah, I don't know. I that... thought it was a Cornell duel. Okay, maybe it's at Cornell. I can't. I can't remember where it was right now, but the match was awesome. Yeah, six five uh, in favor of Max Dean. It was at West Gym because that was where Vito okay. made his debut. Nomad, oh, okay. Nomad oh, was there. yep, yep. Um, and then the other thing I was gonna say is uh, Nomad and uh, someone else in the chat brought up the fact that uh, Mike Caruso from Lehigh beat Bob Fairs of Michigan three times in a row in the finals. Oh my gosh! <sighs> How much would you hate that guy? <laughs> Man. Kind of a lot. Like how I much do you hate penalties plus one more? <laughs> if, it was, if it would have been the third year, though, I might have lost my mind. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Dakota Gear became uh, the highest seeded All American ever, right? The twenty six seed. He was like everyone knew. It's like okay, this is this was one of the things when when Oklahoma State did all these weight changes. It jacks up the seeds because Gear wrestled a lot of the season. He was thirty and seven. He was thirty and seven and was the twenty six yeah. seed, just because his matches at the other weight didn't count for him. So who was the poor guy he wrestled in round one? I don't even know if he we won. had Nick Green in round Nick, one. Nick Green in. <laughs> he loses a close one to Colbray, drops down, beats Max Lyons, Shakur Rashid, and Bonacorsi to place. Yeah, heck of a run. And then wow. beats Zavatsky to place seventh, the three seed. Yes. All right, so that was that was wild. Good, and when they made their there. bumps, he was like the one you felt like this guy has like the least chance to place. Like yeah, you didn't feel that confident yeah. in him. And then he was the only one that placed. Yes, that was weird. And yep, that's how it played out. So, Wait, uh, go ahead. No, why why go placed? Right. Well, he was always yeah. 97. Yeah. yeah, but he was the one that they wanted at 97. I'm talking about the guys they bumped because they bumped Joe, they bumped Jacoby, they bumped Gear because Gear wasn't. At uh, wait, Gear was at 74? No, oh, 97. Gear was at 97, so they bump him oh, down. And that bumped because Weigel came back. Joe, yeah, got it. Yeah, okay. So it was weird. Okay, then you've got the 197 bracket won by Bo Nickel, who sits in the semis. He went pin in the first period, pin in the first period, major over Traxler, pin over Brucky, and then 5 1, a cool 5 1 over Colin Moore. Um, trying to think what else, you know, one of the big upsets was when Tom Lane beat Jacob Warner, Warner would come back to place. Tom Lane would fall in the round of 12 to Ben Honus, Green Ellis. Um, oh, Willie Miklas placing was awesome. You know, not long after he lost his father. I think, was that this year? Jeez. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, it was. Remembering. Yep. No, um, you're right. Four-time All-American. Yeah, four-time All-American. Crazy. Gets a pin over 28 seconds and uh, over Traxler. Miklas had a, a, a wild style. He was kind of – he would give up a lot of points, and but he could he could pin. So that also, was cool. Also, uh, Josh Hokett placing on the 16th seed. Give Fresno their first All-American since they rebooted the program and obviously played football just a few months before that. Yes, yes. So Hokett placing was, was great. Um, but – Weigel getting third is was pretty tremendous considering how much time he missed. They didn't think he was going to be back. And then one day he was just kind of like, I want to try this. And they're like, cool. Can you get third, please? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Christian, I hey. just had someone text me, and they, they took me up on, on the offer I put out earlier. And um, they would like to come on the show if uh, it, I, I can try to make it happen through text right now. Otherwise, maybe tomorrow. What would you prefer? 
<laughs> Can I know who it is? Uh, yeah, Kayla Miracle. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it right now. Send it. Send it okay. to. Uh, loop in with Caleb. Caleb. All right, you got. Bracky and I will stall. No one will know you're doing this in the background. <laughs> We're just totally. <laughs> I have no idea. Okay. We'll heavyweight? go to heavyweight. heavyweight. Yeah. Let's go to the big boys. All right. Anthony Kassar is an NC2A wrestling champion. This guy, what an amazing story. Oft injured, you know, that you, you kind of saw the when he came to Penn State, I don't I think he was definitely under the radar guy. He was someone that had never qualified for states and then won his senior year. Of course, Mike Mal was, Mike Mal trained. was one of his coaches. Um so yes, Mike he is Rhino Rhino trained. And you know, it was kind of a crazy thing because he was battling for that 197 spot with Shakur the year previously. He beat Cullen Moore, but Shakur had, like, I think he had won the wrestle-offs and was uh, he had outplaced him at the scuffle that year. So he ends up getting the nod, putting Kassar on the bench. So Kassar said, I'm going to become a huge person now. Did that and was amazing. Had a great year. He, he made the scuffle finals. He lost to Derek White in a pretty close one-takedown match. And then makes it to Big Tens un- unscathed otherwise and beats Gable Stevenson. I just would never have predicted that. And he, I, but he beat him. I agree. Never. Never. I, I thought that was not going to happen. No. No way. No way. No way. And so he beats him there. And then I'm like, I was adamant. I'm still adamant, actually. I was like, he will, he will not do that again. That will not happen again. Gable will be – and he lost – he beat him again in the semis in a crazy one where Gable came at him like a spider monkey. It was like Chip Ness stuff, okay? It was crazy. <laughs> but he got he got tired. He was, like, going so hard. He was getting a bunch of stall calls and stuff. He was getting them out of bounds. And there was a – Kassar ended up getting a takedown, and he rode him for a long time. He- yeah, I think he ended up getting mm-hmm. riding time by like two seconds or something like that, and that ended up being the difference here. Yeah, and there was, you know, the the Gable Stevenson camp was very adamant that the riding time was error. I don't, you know, I don't know that to be true. I don't think it was. And Kassar wins, and then it's like, okay, well, and you know, the biggest beneficiary. I remember coming into this, it was like, dude, Gable losing to Kassar really jacked up the seeds because. It was a clear it was going to be Gable who should have been the one if he had just won. And then it would have been a white Kassar uh, semi. But then you had mm-hmm. this circular thing where Gable beat white, white beat Kassar, um, Gable beat Kass- Kassar beat Gable, mm-hmm. right? So yes. And those were yep. all the losses any of those guys had. So it was a classic dealer's choice, and white got, it, got the nod. I forget why, but it was kind of – accepted that he would be the one that, that got the one seed, even though I might have thought it should have been Kassar. Regardless, White got to have Jordan Wood in his semi, which I love Jordan Wood, and that was a sudden victory match. But if you could have Jordan Wood or Gable Stevenson in your semi, you know, the, the choice is kind of clear, right? Yeah. So yes. White makes the finals, and then, you know, it's like, okay, it's a rematch of the scuffle, and Kassar really didn't get a lot going in that match. And then Mm-mm. it was late second period – Kassar shoots a single leg, and I don't know if White tried to dive roll. I think roll White or tried to roll, and Kassar planned. Tried to him. roll, mm-hmm. dropped him. He got, I think, he might have got full allotment. He might have got, it might have been a six-point move. It was definitely takedown and backs. 
for for Kassar. And then you're like, okay, this match is over. And it really was. That was it. Kassar 10-1 major over Derek White becoming an NCAA champion. Just a it was a it was amazing finish. It was interesting to see two guys that White came to Oklahoma State as like a 184 pounder. Yeah, or yeah. when he went to he remember he was at Nebraska first. Yeah, but first. I think even when he transferred to Oklahoma State, he yeah. was like wrestled for a little bit at 184. And so it was interesting to see two uh, bulk jobs in the finals. All right, okay. guys. Caleb Caleb told me we'll not be successful in having a guest on today. Um, we will have to do it first thing tomorrow. First thing tomorrow, 6 a.m. Yeah. We're going to start the show early. <laughs> okay, well, sorry. We'll have Caleb on tomorrow. Um, that's fine, yeah. All right, we were talking about heavyweight. Um, I don't know if you have anything you want to say. Thank you for facilitating that, Ben. Um, let's I'm doing my, my best. Hamida so, got on the podium for Maryland. Oh, Sam Stoll was the. Um, he made he beat the, Mason Paris first round. Oh my that gosh, was so that crazy. was the worst match ever <laughs> in terms of officiated. <laughs> it was a disaster. They both. Well, no, Sam was just pushing Mason out of bounds yeah. repeatedly, and they would just like alternate who was stalling for the exact same Correct. thing every single time. <laughs> It was identical, identical scenarios. And they were just like, oh, this time, well, this time it's Mason. This time it's Sam. And that ended up being the, the difference. Sam did get some takedowns off camera. Remember, Sam was 11-7. and seven. I guess this is coming into the tournament. He had been out with he got injury. shot in the knee. Yes, he was. <laughs> some say injured. You say shot in the knee. Tomato. tomato. Well, that was what happened. It was what happened. I mean, and both are both are factually correct because if you get shot in the knee, you are in fact injured. <laughs> are you hurt or injured? Hurt or injured? That's an injury. <laughs> um, so, but Stoll made the the dang quarters out of the twenty eight seed. He lost two zero to Jordan Wood, and then seven uh, four to Hamida, who is not a good matchup for for Sam. Even though I think he maybe had beaten him in his past, but an injured. Uh, Sam Stoll is going to have a hard and then, time with that This one. goes to show just how improved uh, Mason Paris was year over year. Yes, You know, he loses the first round of Stoll. He makes it back to the blood round. He could not – I think he beat him one time last year, uh, mm-hmm. Stencil. They hit like four times. He was like one and three against him, and he got pinned here yep. in the first I think period. he got pinned multiple times yeah. by, Sam, yeah. by yeah. Matt Stencil. And then this year he was like 4-0 and against Stencil, and he, none of them were yeah. close. Yeah, one of the craziest jumps Get ever, stats. all time ever. So, B- Mason DMPs, and then he was man. I mean, I think he was a shoe in for the finals, or pretty close to it. it. As good as you guys was. gave him uh, most improved wrestler of the year on the show on the show last Friday. Yeah, well deserved. He was the most yeah. improved. I don't think <laughs> so. Last yeah. year, he beat. He pinned Matt Sensel in 14 seconds at the Michigan State <laughs> Open. What? Then, then in the duel, or at Midlands, he gets pinned in 30 seconds by Stencil. What? <laughs> the, around, the around the 12, he gets pinned in two minutes and 30 seconds. They and had it, three oh first gosh. period falls between the two of them. And then this year, he wow. wins 9-2, 4-0, Yeah. It's improvement. Different dude. Different dude. I... Man, it, it'll be interesting to see what he is in, like, two years from now. I mean, obviously, that arc of improvement, that rate probably won't be maintained. But if he just gets better somewhat year over year, he's going to be mm-hmm. – Gable will have uh, – will continue to have real competition at this weight class. And plus when you throw Kirkfleet – Dude, heavyweight yep. 
so awesome. It's going to be now, awesome. This is weird because you have so many guys that are like almost the exact same age, Kristen, because, right, Hilger uh, is going to be, you know, was going to be four-time All-American. Paris, same grade. Gable, same grade. And then you're going to have Kirkwood, Colton Schultz, I'm, uh, Zach Elam. I feel like I'm forgetting someone else really good. Um, Who am I forgetting? I definitely you say, forgot You said really Big good. Tone, right? Big Tone. Oh, Big Tone. That was who I forgot. Big Tone. Yeah. Setting the tone. <laughs> All right. So that was heavyweight. Uh, I think that was it. Gable got third. Kassar over Derek White. Good job by the Rhino trained. Nittany Lion. Okay. Mm-hmm. Next up, 125 pounds. I think I actually, I literally didn't pick Spencer Lee to win a tournament again. I, but this, you know what? It's, Jeez, it always you're sounds You're an crazy. Iowa hater. <laughs> is that what it is today? Um, <laughs> you never, you never know. But listen, he lost to Seabass twice. Seabass was undefeated yeah. coming into the undefeated one seed coming into this tournament. Mm-hmm. And and then proceeds to he has two losses, but he took third. Yeah, so who did he lose to? He lost to Did he oh he bumped up, didn't he? Didn't he bump oh, up Michic to uh, Exactly? Yeah. He bumped, yeah, he bumped up and lost to Michich. Yeah, good, good call. Good call. Mm-hmm. Funky one. So So he was yeah. in fact undefeated at this weight class, you're correct. Yes, which is why he was the one. The two seed was Nick Piccinini, who beat Spencer Lee. Look great and, coming into it. You know, here's pitches. He went pin, major over Oliver. He beat Pat Glory nine five, and then Spencer. It was just it was not it was not it was eleven four for Spencer over pitch, and you're like, oh boy, it's we did it again. Mm-hmm. But then the surprise of surprises. We talked about this. These quarters are. Fun. Yeah. Let me just read these quarters. Sebastian awesome. Rivera versus Vito Arujal, Jack Mueller, Ronnie Bresser. Spencer, Sean Russell, Pat Glory, Nick Piccinini. The only one there I'm not jazzed about is Spencer, Sean Russell, right? The yeah. other three are just absolutely fire. So Mueller takes out Bresser. A lot of people thought, I mean, Bresser was on a short list of potential champions here. Mueller takes him out in tiebreakers. And then just put a saddle on Seabass. He got an early takedown and rode him forever. Sebastian has said basically, yeah, I, over, I overlooked. I looked ahead. He was so laser-focused on Spencer Lee. Yes. And obviously uh, made a big mistake. Yeah, that's that's a yeah, it's a weird weird thing. Have you ever is that an easy trap for wrestlers to get caught in, Ben? I've yeah, I mean I think you see it all the time. But usually usually at this level, by this point, it doesn't happen nearly nearly as frequently. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's more like uh in a dual meet and you don't cut your weight right and there's an hour way in or mm-hmm. something like that. By the time we're in the NCAA semis uh, usually there's enough respect for the person on the other side of the line where it doesn't happen. Yeah. Yeah, and maybe it's just yeah. like, you know, I don't think – Sebastian really hadn't been ridden – you know, Sebastian was getting away from – getting away from Spencer. Spencer Lee. Spencer. Why would you th- yes. Why would you think, um, you know, Mueller can ride? But Mueller is a different sort of rider. He's different, a yeah. leg rider. and he had, he had Sebastian on his belly almost the entire time. Yeah, he yeah. had just crazy pressure, crazy pressure. So Mueller wins there. Lee wins over Pitch, who had beaten him uh, at the duel at Gallagher Iba. Crazy moment. And then Lee over Mueller, five zero. The only interesting part, I mean, it was it was all Spencer. Was when Mueller locked up the the far side cradle, had his hands locked on it, but 
couldn't yes. couldn't do anything with it, couldn't take him over. And he hit me up later because we talked about that match before, and he's like, yeah, I honestly was like so surprised I got it. I really just didn't – I just kind of froze when I got my hands locked on it. So the backside here was wild too because you had yeah. in the uh, – right after the round of 12, you had Arujal versus Bresser, which Arujal won that 8-5. to five. And then Arujal beat Pitch – Battle of Long Island beasts five one, which amazing for Vito. And then Rivera beats Vito. Rivera beats Glory. Glor- in a crazy Rivera match. Glory was that was awesome. That was a lot. He did the uh, at the end of the match. He kind of walked over Glory and gave him the little finger wag. <laughs> He's a savage. <laughs> There's some personal stuff between those two. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's personal stuff between Rivera and a lot of people. Seabass <laughs> <laughs> makes it personal. Okay. Yes. They're both Jersey guys. All right. Definitely are. Now, oh, my gosh. We got to talk about 133. <laughs> oh, man. Well, first of all, this is the most discussed weight class of all time ever. Nikki NCAA champion. Nikki champs. Nikki, Nikki <laughs> six-pack. Nikki no shirt. Nikki, Nikki headgear pool? <laughs> uh, Nikki extra challenge for Oklahoma State. Oh boy, this was a this was a crazy one, but I think we got a backup. This yeah, was we do. this was the most discussed weight all year long. Yeah, we knew it was gonna be wild coming into it. It was Dayton the one seed. His losses on the year were to he had a loss, and it was Soriano. To, oh um, no, Soriano. It was Philippi. Mickey Philippi. Oh yeah, oh, Mickey I'm sorry, yeah, Mickey Philippi. He beat Soriano. Yes, in one of the worst matches ever. All time. All time. And <laughs> so, not necessarily their fault, although they always of them have really terrible shot. matches. They just both their faults. They always have terrible matches against each other. I, the, I disagree. The who's number one match was awesome. There are, okay, but, there are a ton of exchanges but, in that match. Okay, but Kyle, if you put that in the context of a regular match where they don't get to wrestle 35 minutes, it's, <laughs> it's in fact terrible. Well, yeah. they did wrestle for 30 minutes the next time they wrestled, including all the challenge time and everything. The, oh, the file was like it was 30, 30 minutes 30 minutes long for that because there were so many reviews. The officials, there was hands to the face. There was, I think there was maybe a locked hands. This they, is, no, this is when everyone lost their mind about challenging locked hands. Both sides challenged locked hands at one point. It was like... Clearly, it was their strategy. Do you remember there was a period of time in wrestling last year where everyone kept locking hands? Yes. Like, Mark Hall had, like, a very obvious locked hand. It's like, Mark Hall, you're amazing. Why, I can't oh, believe you locked hands. Um, so that that match was a disaster. And they were in whatever overtime they were in. Nick just, boom, popped him in the face, and that was the match. And it was interesting because we had Coach Goodale mic'd up for it, and he kept saying, like, Donnie, he's got it. He's got to get him get out of the face. He's, he's gonna get. get they're gonna get him. And then it's like, boom. He's like, and Coach Goodell's like, that's it. You know, he just knew like they were gonna call it, and that was the the match was over. And so Soriano mm-hmm. lost that one on a hands to the face. Thirty one minutes. This is the file length from their match in the rack. Thirty one oh minutes. God. I don't know if there were. I don't know if there were any hands locked on any shots at any point in time. They just cannot get. They cannot generate offense against each other. So Dayton ends up the one seed uh, over Michich, who was the two. Michich beat Soriano at the duel, but forfeited out of Big Tens. Yeah, he was right? hurt. He was hurt. So I think that jacked up the seeds. I forget who he even wrestled at Big Tens. Uh, he wasn't. A, he didn't make the finals in forfeit. He like maybe wrestled a match. He wrestled and, one match. I think it was 
Same thing Soriano did the year before. Mm-hmm. So he has uh, this. Oh my gosh, this was crazy because we had Desanto, <laughs> Desanto RBY round two. By the way, Desanto a DQ win over Cody Russell, who got stalled out in about like three minutes. It was insane. It was fast. It was fast, fast. Desanto had I think a couple DQs. Yeah, DQ wins. Just because stallouts. So it was DeSanto seven two over RBY, but it was a much closer match than that. It was a late Merkel. It was a four point move yes. late. It was three to two, and he got Merkel takedown two backs. This is when they had an almost takedown for RBY, and then they ended up at the table. And it was like, did he shove him in the mm-hmm. table? Did he kick? Did he this? Did he that? And it was actually it was kind of no harm no foul on either guy in my opinion. I thought it was. Correct. I think if it wasn't DeSanto, it would be. It'd be a non-story. It'd be a non-story, but it was him, and that's on him. <laughs> that is not your reputation follows you. It does, and you don't get the benefit of the doubt, and that is fair also. But you do have to kind of zoom out. So DeSanto moves on there, setting up another Micic match, but it's just a bad matchup for him. Micic beats him three two. Meanwhile, Soriano is is wrestling great. He goes 12-3 over Duncan, 7-2 over Myers. Pins Ethan Lezak, who mm-hmm. he had beaten really soundly. Majored him at Big Tens. At Big sure, Tens. Yeah. Then he almost pinned him at Big Tens. Mm-hmm. Then he did pin him here. Then it was a 4-1 win. It was a quick takedown and a long ride, I want to say, for Soriano against Micic to make the finals there. Then you get to the actual finals match where... You're like, okay, what's going to happen here? I don't even remember who I thought was going to win this tournament or this match. And Suriano is definitely the aggressor here, going after going after Dayton for a while. But they, but no one's scoring. No one's really even that close to scoring. Nick oh. maybe gets in a couple times, but basically if you were to give the percentage he was to a takedown, I would say he was at about 12% to the takedown against Dayton Fix. Yeah. That's about that's about where you are when your hands are locked on him. That's about how close you actually are. Uh, uh, that's 12%, Christian. That's, that's not very close. It's pretty, no, it's, it's not. So, uh, Ben, why don't you give us your like recollections of this uh, this match? Well, they could, I have a couple of big moments. It is, oh, we're talking about Soriano Fix, right? Mm-hmm. It's, a terrible, it's always a terrible match because... They both rely on pressure to score on their opponents, and neither they're both uh, kind of like equal powers, so they can't pressure each other. So almost nothing ever happens. It's terribly boring. Uh, whenever the and I and I was frankly, I really like watching these two wrestle other matches, but if they wrestle each other again, I'm out. I pass. You're okay. How do you really though? You're not gonna watch. I'm gonna go listen next year if they're in the NCAA finals. I'm going to take a piss. <laughs> Wake me up when it's TB4. Um, so there were a couple. So basically, when you have matches where there's no real points, you end up having to talk about not wrestling things. So or or officiating decisions, which you could say you don't want officials' calls to come down to matches. But when you don't score points, those things kind of happen. Key exchange in sudden victory or in tiebreakers. Dayton has double legs in. Soriano's flattened out. Mm, And (laughs) you know where this is going. There's no escape. That's the end. 30 seconds will run out. Except, and I I actually defend the official when this happened. Because you see it all the time. When they get the the first breakdown, they always give that stalemate and give the guy a restart. Fair or not, 
That is not the first, second, third, or 56th time I've seen that. You see that routinely. Guy gets a breakdown, they'll give the stalemate, and whatever. Fair or not, whatever. I've seen that many times. They gave it that. Obviously, Oklahoma State is going nuts because they were going to get the ride out. And then I kind of have gone back and forth on is that right, is that fair? Because the in, the rules have made it so that the goal in this is to just ride the guy. It's not to yeah. score points. You said just ride him. Okay, I'm riding him. Yep. He's not getting away. He's supposed to get away. So they give him a restart, and Serrano just like explodes back, grabs the head, turns, and gets away. Very explosive maneuver, and, and Dayton doesn't ride him out. Then... I guess Dayton goes down, or I can't remember if they're in another sudden victory. And it was the next sudden victory, I'm pretty sure. Next sudden victory, yeah, yeah, and yeah. you've got mm-hmm. the single leg takedown for Soriano, but they, but you can clearly see a hand on the headgear. There's some missing fingers. You know, the ends of the fingers <laughs> are not there. And then he ends up, and the, here's here's the thing. One, there's so much that got people so angry here, and I understand it. One, on the one hand, I couldn't believe how Dayton stopped when he was on the leg. Because I, yes. as, as previously mentioned, when you're on Dayton Fix's leg, that's about 12% of the takedown. Mm-hmm. He immediately started pointing to the headgear. And these are the things you have to talk about when there's no actual points scored. He points to the headgear and does not, um, does not really yeah. defend. He, you know, he's... Surround just kind of finishes backside double, I believe, and gets the takedown, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And so after that, you know, immediately Coach Barry, Coach Perry, Coach Smith, Coach Esposito losing their minds. Soriano's flexing, pointing, losing his mind. Scott Goodale's losing his mind. No one, no minds are intact. No one is competent. It was chaos. No one is competent to stand trial in this uh, moment. Uh, uh. Oklahoma State has no challenges because, oh, I forgot to mention, they challenged for a hands-to-the-face in the first period or something. And they also didn't have a challenge because when Dayton was absolutely murking, I believe, Zach Trampy in the round one, they missed some near fall when he's literally up 8 to 10 points. They definitely missed the near fall. It just wasn't worth the challenge. They missed the near fall. He's up huge. We have the whole tournament in front of us. We have the entire tournament. <laughs> and for a maybe a bonus point, they used a challenge and lost the challenge. Okay? That would have allowed them to challenge for the grabbing of the headgear. Well, they don't have a challenge to say, hey, look at look at this. Look at look for a headgear pool. So but they convinced the refs to take a look at it, right? You think is, John Smith actually needs a brick, Christian? <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> on multiple occasions, D- David was telling me on during a duel this year. He just he can he has a way of just convincing guys to take a look oh, at, yeah. it, right? Which hey, that's yep. fine. Good good on you. But here's the thing: why would you, the idea for a um, a referee to look review their own call that is not a brick? You have to have seen something that would make you think it something happened, right? You have to think, I saw a headgear pull. Which, if you saw a headgear yeah. pull, you have to call the headgear pull. And if you didn't see yes. you didn't see it. But then... To go and look at it. To go and look at it. And not call it. And then not call it. So why were you looking at it in the first place? So Soriano wins on the headgear, no headgear. They should get rid of headgear. Yeah, that was yes. 
biggest takeaway from this is why we even have this. Why even have it? I the, thought they did they vote on it two years ago, but then they are you know there was like thought everyone thought it was going to happen, and then it never happened. From what I understand from coaches is there's a safety committee with the NCAA that is never going to get rid of this because they they don't Headgear know does not provide safety. Kyle, I know that someone should tell them that. I they don't understand that they're not wrestling people and they don't get that it does not provide safety. It, it does. It provides safety to your ears, but not to your brain. Right. But no one cares about the ears. I cut these things off. <laughs> Kyle Brackey's parents cared about his ears. He had to wear headgear. Really? I wore headgear There's a lot no too because in high school I was cutting weight and it helped me sweat. Yeah, it does get you a nice yeah. little ring of sweat. Yeah. Come so on. hey, does it really help you sweat that much? Every little bit. In helps. my mind, it did. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes uh, that's all that matters. So, yeah, but regarding headgear and NCAAs, there's, um, you know, anything that gives the illusion of trending away from head safety in today's climate is just never going to happen, fair or not. It's just like, just probably never going to happen, even though scientifically, I don't think you could make the case that it prevents head injuries, regardless. So, not. Nick Soriano's the winner in the most deeply unsatisfying way. Um, maybe not necessarily for him, but just for wrestling fans in general. It's like, okay, who's really better? This this match was decided by maybe a headgear pool and maybe a, um, what do you call it? Stalemate. Stalemate, right? So, yes. I don't know. But it happened. Uh, Nick won the weight of weights, and um, that's the fact. We had a Facebook update, Christian. I guess Rivera beat Glory in the high school state finals. Oh, interesting. There you go. Yeah. So it goes History. back couple jersey Personal. boys so um so that's 133 holy cow that was wild um <laughs> and 41 was just as wild in the finals oh my gosh this was a disaster too what the heck what well, and the semis for yanni well was it well I know yeah it was, close, it, it, was that, it was uh um it was a uh, neutral danger zone remember yeah yes but I mean, there was the rule, and they called the rule. It wasn't like a, no, but it was like a really close three count to the neutral danger zone. Mm, uh, I I remember having a different opinion about that, uh, but I would. Uh, it's just because you hate Missouri. <laughs> Listen, I'm bringing the, it up at the NCAA. <laughs> yeah, you're the one that loves Missouri. At the NCAA tournament, nobody. Uh, never mind. You know what? I'll just save it. What, can you send? Um, just, just save it. Uh, I'm gonna try I'm gonna, to find the ma- I'm finding the match. I got it right here. I'm gonna I'm gonna send it to. Okay, Caleb. I'm gonna watch. Um, well, I can't. <laughs> I can't find it. Uh, I remember counting to like 36 on this one. It, it was. Oh my goodness, Christian. <laughs> okay, so um, no ca- video. I just sent Caleb. Oh yeah, no video. Sorry. Yeah, we're having it. There's a thing. So I remember There's thinking it was. Or maybe maybe we can show it tomorrow. Um. Oh, it's four to four right now, and Ironman has fifty-seven seconds riding time. Holy cow! He Dang. really rode him. Yeah, that's a long time. Um, and this, are you looking at the twenty nineteen semi? Because they wrestled twenty nineteen se- semis yeah, yeah. twice. Um, yeah, it's four four riding time. So Yanni ends up on a single leg. Jaden's pulling oh, the Jayden near ankle. Broke his back. Good guy. Yeah, one, two. Yeah. You say definitely three. Well, yeah, for sure, because the ref is literally not counting for several seconds, which that's not necessarily Jaden's fault, but Jaden breaks 90, Ben. If you look at when there are... I'm almost there. 
Yeah, so okay, when I'm there's unlocked. like 35 seconds on the clock, or really 40, at 40 uh, or 39. At 90, he's, at 90, he's at 90 here. Yeah, he's at 90. At 90 he's at he's 90. just not counting. Yeah, one thousand, two one thousand. Oh come on! I only no. got the two one thousand, Christian. Ben, I'm ben. counting right here. You guys hear me? I just counted one one thousand, two one. You counted. heard me? It's official. You heard me? It's official. Hey okay, Ben, ready? I'll tell you when he goes those back. Ready? I'm ready? gonna get Hold you on. a protractor. No, no, no. You what? Your your mistake is you're going by when the ref starts counting. If well, you look at one one thousand, two one thousand. That's it. It's two one. Christian, it's two one thousand. Don't I get can't me fired wait. up. I cannot wait. The first thing we're doing tomorrow, after Kayla Miracle, we're pulling up this video, and I'm going to get out a protractor that I don't have from, or own, and I'll show you how it— starts counting. I, that's that's his two mistake. Seconds. He held, he holds but him on— But that's what matters. That's what matters, is, Christian. The ref is what matters. The ref not is what me. matters. Not your protractor. <laughs> not to not me. Not your protractor. Okay, let's I mean, do it was kind of crazy if Iron one more just time. to lay there. Yeah, don't lay yes. on your back, dude. You know what? You're playing with well, fire. Well, the ref starts counting. Hey, big idea. Big idea, wrestling fans. Don't lay on your back for eight seconds and expect good things to happen. That's my that's my thought. Well, you know? 1,000. Two 1,000. Uh, two 1,000, Christian. I did three times in a row for you. Listen, here's the deal, Christian. You think Jaden Ironman knows the difference between 90 degrees and 88 and a half degrees? Because I'll tell you, he doesn't. What he's listening for is that referee to say, danger one, right? And he hears danger one. He's only on his back for two seconds. It's a botched call. Bring it well, up tomorrow. I think there's a, a stronger case. I think the, the McKenna-Yanni uh, file fin final was even Ooh, crazy. That was crazy, too. It, yes, was, it was. It was totally insane. Um, so totally insane. Well, well, let's talk about it. Why don't you all cue it up, um, discuss the, the crazy Yanni-McKenna one. Okay, well, I had I had the other matchup, so I got I got to bring that matchup now. So, right, are we really right, watching McKinney's... Ironman in the morning, Kyle? What? Are we really watching the Ironman Yanni match in the morning tomorrow? Yeah, we can. All right. Are deal. you scared? Well, uh... no, I'm ready. I'm fired up. You guys are both right. Like the ref doesn't count when Ironman is in danger, and when he does the third swipe, I don't think Ironman's in danger anymore. Um, definitely not. But the ref also started late, but I don't know. Uh, in the final, <laughs> McKenna's winning in the last like minute, right? Yeah, it it really looked like Joey was going to win. We kind of always thought Joey might be the toughest matchup, but remember they had wrestled at the duel. So Joey starts off, it hits a classic little sweep single finish. There's no rolls, no opportunities for Yanni to scramble out of it. So he gets the first takedown. He can't ride him for any amount of time. Oh, my gosh. And then he hits that steeper step over, and the ref wipes it off. Remember that? Well, yes, yes. So that is um, – so the first period ends 2-1 in favor of McKenna. Um, now 3-1 mm -hmm. after McKenna escapes. And then here at um, – we've oh got this goodness. crazy exchange where Joey shoots, same single leg off a, off a re-attack. And this is where – you call it the Steber step where he kind of grabs a tricep underneath. Yeah, and, yeah. What do you guys call that? I don't call it anything. But I call it two <laughs> – I call that two. I think I thought that was a takedown for sure. I mean, he listen, he steps over and holds him on his back for a period of time. Joey McKenna, no no question, rolls through. But that should have been a takedown. They didn't give it, um, which really surprised me. I really thought that's that's gotta be a takedown, right? So mm -hmm. they don't end up giving him that one, which I thought was strange. And then they end up in kind of a similar situation again. Yanni escapes 
in the third period to make it 3-2. Riding time, not a factor. They hit Joey for stalling, which I'm pretty sure I did not think that was a, that was a great call. I don't, I don't think that time. was a good call either. Because, one, he had been the aggressor the majority of the time. It was totally a score-stall call, right? And when the exchange that led to this, Gianni did nothing. Like, two, he didn't take a shot right here. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're just oh kind of messing around with the two-on-one. Oh, so this is Dude, crazy. That Go second Steve step over, oh my gosh. I don't know if it was two. I love Yanni, but I think the first one was definitely more of a takedown than the second one. Yeah, I, I agree. So he hits it again here. And the I mean the leg then, but the arm is around the, the waist. And he's and he's off to the side, his hips aren't behind the hips. I mean, yeah, it's just really questionable position. So they give the two to Yanni and then the escape to Joey at the end of regulation. Uh, man, I, I just, yeah. I don't, I don't know. And you know, this, this, this takedown for Yanni has been discussed the same step over, but I just don't think it's not like Yanni had both legs in one leg is completely one, yeah. on the outside, right? And, mm-hmm. On the mat. So I just don't think that that was a takedown. So then how does it, uh, it resolves with a more clear-cut takedown, if I'm remembering yeah, correctly. Yeah, no, he takes him down yep. cleanly. Yeah. In a, yep. I can't Single leg to trip. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, out, of, out of a he scramble. Trips. Yeah, out of a crazy scramble, and then he wins. So that was... And then he said, I'm the baddest mf on this planet. Yeah, which... Yanni's <laughs> a pretty bad dude. After this, he would go on to... Uh, Win the U.S. Open and then fall in a crazy dramatic thing over in Final X. But, man, McKenna, there's a lot of scenarios where you could think uh, he maybe should have won that match. I know Ohio State is still, like, furious about how that match was officiated. Um, Okay. So, that was 41. We got 10 minutes. You you see, you're you're playing backfire, dude. You said Damn you, want, you want it all about yeah, 165. To, you got to start, start with, the, with the best way. Yeah, we spend too much time. We spent 45 oh, minutes on Chip. <laughs> oh, you well, did. He you spent all the ripper. time on. He was hitting the Ripper. You're not going to not talk about the Ripper, but here we are. <laughs> you spent all your time go. on 133. All right, 149. Most boring match. Snulty most mob boring final. All season long, over every single person <laughs> in America. Undefeated NC2A wrestling champion Anthony Ashnall. He beat Mickey in the finals. Michael Jordan, great career. Nearly pinned him with that cradle. Yes, he did mm-hmm. indeed. Um, what else interesting happened here? Oh, O'Connor, great Next way. freshman. Yes, O'Connor had an amazing tournament. He beat Fine Silver, who I think he had struggled with during the year, if I'm remembering correctly. Fine Silver was the three seed. Um, yeah. O'Connor takes third. That's what led to preseason number one. Indeed, indeed. Lugo had a had a rough tournament here, uh, finishing in eighth place. And then he completely, mm-hmm. you know, this year was pretty different dude. He improved immensely. Oh, my gosh. Nolf Heidley at 57. Oh, oh my gosh. God. There was so much insanity oh with this. This was bad. This My son is still mad about this one. He still rants about uh, <laughs> that. That Jason Nolf shouldn't be an NCAA champion. Hayden Heidley should, and blah blah blah. The fact of the matter is, like, and, and the interesting thing was, kind of everyone was like, "That's a takedown." And then after after the interview, after he won, Nolf was like, "Yeah, I thought it was two. <laughs> like, he literally said, "I thought it was a takedown. I thought he took me down." Now here's the thing: only because it was, 
Mainly be, that's a big yeah. reason. I think because it, it was a takedown. And it, it, it really showed in a very clear way the ambiguity in how these rules are written in terms of when something is rear standing. Because remember, a rear standing hand touch is two. And it seemed like this fit that scenario. But then they said it yeah. didn't for whatever reason. And the interesting thing was they gave the two initially, right? And then they went back yeah. and, and wiped it. Yeah, I think they gave the two, and then the officials conferred. I'm not even sure they went to. Did they go to review? I th- it was definitely. I know re- the officials like talked for a second. It was definitely reviewed. Okay. I can't remember the exact scenario, but everyone everyone lost their minds over this one. It was it was crazy. And the interesting thing about this, the highly uh, Nolf match was before that match, Hayden beat Pantaleo on a hands to the face call yep. that forced yep. sudden victory. He was losing late. It was a cheesy call. That's a cheesy rule. That should not earn points. <laughs> um, and they 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 fixed that this year. But that does not change the fact that you guys were screwing up matches for an entire season. We don't forget. Uh, so Hayden <laughs> wins that one. So totally controversial. Pantaleo would have avenged that later. The crazy thing about this Nolf Hydley one is Hydley nearly took him down again at the end of regulation. Yeah. It's a very super end. close. And this is yeah, absolutely. That was he was right there at the very end to, to finish the takedown. Now one thing you have to say is like, okay, if if Hayden gets gets that takedown at the end of the first, I mean, who knows how this Nolf adjusts his tactics? So For you sure can't not. say, absolutely. oh well, he would have won, but. It certainly cha- would have changed the match big time in a match where Nolf is not the most mm, – he's not a guy who's like uber tactical. He's just tr- on a point-scoring mission the entire time. Maybe he's tactical, yeah. but he's not like ever conserving and like picking his spots. His spots yeah. are seven minutes of him just shooting and trying things. And yeah. so he was not able to score more than a takedown on Hayden Heidley, right, which is yeah. – um, for for Nolf, that's totally totally rare because he yeah. went he went pin in the first period, tech tech three two, and then he majored Burger ten two in the finals. Yeah, and that was one of those where you know for for whatever reason, um, Nolf Hayden Hadley always Hadley always wrestled Jason Nolf really tough, even though Jason Nolf you know appeared to be quite a bit better. He, you know, and I think it's just because Hadley is so good positionally, and he's hard to open up, and that's and and he doesn't take unnecessary risk which is obviously somewhere where jason Dolph can punish people so that match is you know always relatively close yes burger this was the year burger coming for his head said he was coming for Nolf's head he tweeted how he was going to beat him <laughs> um and then afterwards he said no regrets you know what i'm glad i did it um so respect to tyler burger who um is now coaching at nebraska this is where caleb young beat uh, Ryan Deacon twice by a score of seven to five in sudden victory one. He has the exact same score in sudden victory. <laughs> that's how he beat him, and that's what set up Young to be the preseason number two behind. Seriously, that was great. How did how did Caleb Young beat Ryan Deacon twice? That one always blew my mind. Yeah, it, it was just like there was there was elite Deacon, and then there was this Deacon, which was like good but not near the level we we saw him at this year, where he was just unbelievable. Well, didn't he had some really good wins earlier this year, and then he kind of faded as the yes. year went on? He Wasn't won Vegas. Right? He won Vegas in a way where you were like, okay, this dude could go with. He won Vegas. He won millions. Yeah. Vegas and yeah. yeah, and then you know things changed. So mm-hmm. then, 
Then we uh, only had five minutes for 165 pounds. Good, good job. I've been there. You start with <laughs> the best it. one. You leave I with blew the heat. it. I'm sorry. I blew <laughs> it. Actually, we only have four minutes and four seconds right now, Christian. And seconds are literally ticking away. Well, stop talking. Three <laughs> so, number one seed, Alex Marinelli, has uh, a brutal draw. Joe Smith! Round first round. round. He's got WTF. Joseph. Joseph got the first takedown, or maybe two. I, th- I would say two. I think it was two. I, I think, think he got two takedowns. <laughs> two. Yes. And then he died. And then, the, you know, he was not built for the seven-minute situation at this point. <laughs> and uh, Alex Marinelli was uh, built for seven minutes and then more minutes beyond that. So, but he beats him 7-4. No one was happy about that, uh, that seed, that he was the 33. But we all knew Joe Smith is going to be the last seed. Correct. Going into it, they're like, by the criteria, he will be the 33rd seed because he has like two. He was like two and one at 165 pounds. Oh uh-huh. yeah, he lost twice. He lost to Fogarty and, and Romero, Ashworth, maybe. He lost Romero. to De- That's who. It was, yes, Demetrius Romero. I would yeah. put him ahead of Tyler Moreland. Tyler Moreland was seven and eleven, and qualified for the NC2A wrestling tournament. So. But then. Marinelli makes it to him. He gets by Bullard 12-4, and then he has Makai Lewis. And I think we're all like, okay, this could be an interesting match. It's not an easy quarter for him. I think we, we identified yeah. that much. Yeah. But yeah, remember, Makai beat him at the junior trials or the yes. junior open, one of the two. Junior trials, yep. And so we were like, yeah. okay, this this will be a thing for sure. But, you know, and then Marinelli, I think he had multiple attacks where he was getting in and couldn't finish. And uh, Makai ends up getting a takedown where it looked like Marinelli could have just kicked out of bounds and not given up the takedown, yeah. but instead he got taken down and loses there after being beating Chinzo at, at Big Tens. And then Makai beats Wick, which I didn't think that was a good matchup for Makai. I was like, man, this freshman just could get ridden yeah. like crazy. No problem Damn whatsoever. It. That's what I thought too. Um, and then I was like, okay, well, he's definitely not beating Chinzo. And then he cradles Chenzo. From he, oh Chenzo tries to stand up, locks up the cradle, and you know once he was up, at that point it was really tough. And you know Chenzo would have a a single leg, and he would just like pull his hands apart and just do like totally crazy things you don't really see. Um, yeah. So amazing performance from Makai Lewis, and he's one of the lucky ones who decided to take an Olympic red shirt this year and has, still has an opportunity to wrestle three more seasons where um, some. People like Spencer, et cetera, are not in that position. Marsh Deller finished third here over Evan Wick. Marinelli, seventh place finish here after beating Massa in the round of 12. And then he fell to a chance 9 6 uh, afterwards. Um, mm-hmm. What other it, thoughts do you have here? Benjamin? The other funny one here, I mean, we, we talked about almost all of them, and no one really expected Mackay coming into this tournament because he had lost to Connor Flynn, and I'm blanking on whose other losses. Isaiah White. It wasn't like. Isaiah, he had no like top five, top six wins, and so people, you know, they knew he had some. So he was possibly good, but they didn't know how good he was. Uh, the other was I, I remember how close the Isaiah White Vincenzo Joseph was. That was like a nail biter. It was a nail biter, and it was a nail biter the year before, if I remember correctly. Yes. Yep. Um, where it was if it wasn't overtime, it was definitely a one to two takedown match, and then. Chinzo really, he kind of pulled away from White more so this year than he this had year. In, mm-hmm. in years past, where it just seemed like these guys are going to have one takedown matches that Chinzo wins every single time. Um, looking if there's anything else crazy that happened this week. We only class. have 15 seconds, Christian. 
15 seconds. What else could I even say other than goodbye? Kayla Miracle tomorrow. Kayla Miracle. Bring a protractor. I'll bring, yeah, I'll bring a protractor. Um, <laughs> so, Kayla, play us out if you have that capability. We thank you guys so much for listening. 489 strong. Tomorrow's number 490. Flow Wrestling Radio Live. A full slate on the Bader Show. I don't know if you know who all's coming on. Nope. I don't know either. I don't know. But they've, they're always good. So we know that's coming. So feel good about that. Um, thanks to Ben Askren, the funky one. We will be back tomorrow. 8.15, Kayla Miracle, Protractor, as mentioned. And uh, thank you. Happy Wednesday. <laughs>